0: It's the throes of summer here, and just appreciating everything about it. And looking at all the different shades of green, just in my view, and it's just so beautiful. The day before a big storm is about to hit
1: here, and I'm, I'm deeply appreciating the blue sky right now. So we wanted to bring to you our five foundations of health because we realize that we have done each one of our foundations and highlighted them, but we haven't put them all together. And so this episode is all about our five foundations of health and how we can upgrade them just a little bit on a regular basis and by the
0: end of a year really have some new beautiful habits in place to support our health. Right. Yeah, and our five foundations have come about, they started as four, And um, we used to call them pillars, but we didn't really like that term. It kind of got a little trendy, too. And so they really are foundations, and they're not necessarily pillars either. They're actually foundations. (laughs) And so when we think of them and we think of that as a basis for true health, it helps us give a holistic approach. We tend to focus on one or two areas of health. And expect that if we do those two things really well, we're going to feel great. I and think you're right.
1: I think there are so many things saying if you take this supplement or eat this food or get this amount of sleep, it's right. all of a sudden, your life is going to turn around, and you will be well and right
0: or if you eat if you eat this and exercise, you're going to be all set. right, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and as so, you said, we started out with four pillars and now we've, we've added the fifth because we believe that connection and science says that connection is such a strong measure for our resilience and our longevity of life. And
0: Absolutely.
1: We're doing this recording in the middle of COVID times and I, I think that more than ever right now, and we keep saying this in our blogs as well, but really, truly, more than ever, it really is a sign for how well we're responding to what's going on in the world. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Not just you know, our it, physical health, but our mental health as well. If, we, if we've if we got these foundations that we're talking about, nice and solid and strong, then so much else in life is just better.
0: Everything is that's better. That's right it's so true and it, you know because even though we are all everybody in the world is in covid times right now it is affecting each and every one of us slightly different depending on all of the factors you know depending on where you live who you are who who are the people you're around what's your work situation you know some people this these covid times have actually affected more positively and some more negatively um but there's a little bit of both in in all of that And so it's like sort of whatever you can, whatever part of it that is positive to maybe magnify that because there is some positive in any situation that seems negative. You know, there are some, some little gold nuggets in there. And so that's what the time to take advantage. And and some of that area is in things that you can take advantage with your health. And so like some people are getting more sleep than they ever did, even though they might be more stressed out or might not, you know whatever it is. But in some areas, there's good things.
1: Well, so. I think, you know, if we would add a sixth pillar, it would be the, a deep sense of appreciation and gratitude, right? <laughs> but maybe <laughs> we idea. can fold that into mindset. So yeah, our five pillars, yeah. right off five the bat. Yeah. Nutrition and nourishment, right, is number one, all about our food.
0: Right. And the reason we put that as number one is because, of course, that's the first thing everyone thinks of when they think of health. Most of the time. And it's also the one we can most often control, I would say. I would, I would tend to agree with that. Yep. So we control what, what we decide to eat or what we decide not to eat, you know, if we are of a certain age, let's say. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the idea is that because you can control that, then do it. You know, take control and, and take control and, and do well for yourself. There's only a few things that Wendy and I say absolutely are not good to eat. And that is artificial colors, artificial flavors, artificial preservatives and artificial sweeteners, anything, th- those things that we say absolutely cannot be a part of a truly healthy way of eating. And trans but, fats. yes, trans fats are a part of that too. And then there might be, there might be one or two other things that we're not thinking of right away, but it, you know, it, otherwise, you know, everybody's different so that's something that we always try to get through to our clients is that one thing that might not be great for your body might be totally great for my body
1: and we also know that our discovery of nutrition is still unfolding and what we know all of the micronutrients that are in our food we don't know everything really look at a wide variety of food and not just the same foods every single day, day in and day out. That's so right. we challenge our clients to experiment and play. And you'll hear us say that on all of our podcasts because we're a study of one and what really worked for us just 10 years ago or 15 years ago might not necessarily work for us today.
0: That's and
1: right. So we want to comp- continue to experiment through the rest of our life
0: that's right oh that i think that is one of the biggest takeaways is that understand that your body is ever changing you know what your hormones fluctuate you know we as we go through different stages in our lives we have different needs and it's not just that the same diet that you're eating at 25 is going to work for you at 50 you know if i ate what i ate when i was at 25 i sure i would not be feeling so good (laughs) <laughs> I would definitely not be good. <laughs> no, and and there's also the fact that at different ages, we're a little bit more resilient than we are when we're a little bit older. So, That's right. um, you know, you could get away with having some Snickers and not feeling so bad necessarily, but now, you know, it's a different story. <laughs> well, and so. here's the thing. At, at 25, I wasn't as in
1: good physical shape as I am today. So now right. with my running and my working out and my yoga and, and lifting and all of these other amazing ways I'm moving my body, I am in better shape and I'm eating better. So I feel better now than I did when I was 25 and amazing. Yeah. But it's with work and we don't want to sugarcoat it either. It, It is, it's a focused practice. And when I say work, it's not drudgery. It feels good.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and that, I think that's with anything you Very few of us get to glide through life without putting much effort towards anything. And just as you would put effort towards actual working, you know, to to bring home money or putting effort towards a, a workout to get strong, you also have to put effort out towards the food that you decide to put into your body. And that means you know, figuring out what's good for you and actually cooking at home or preparing at home, you know, taking time to enjoy the food, preparing the food and doing what feels right to you. It's all its all part of, you know, practice to be the best we can be. We've had some clients too that have resisted being
1: in the kitchen just because it's an unfamiliar place or they've gotten so used to takeout or having other people cook for them. And one of the other philosophies that we want to share when it comes to approaching the table is that, uh, many changes, you know, we can't just change all at once. We're not going to ever not eat ice cream again in our life. Probably. I mean, maybe right. that's not the best example, but you know, when, when people say I'm going to change now for the rest of my life, we, we want to be realistic. We want to have pleasure in our food and pleasure in the kitchen and it
0: can become joyful with practice. Absolutely. So yeah. moving on to our next foundation, sleep. One of my biggest motivations to getting consistently good sleep is that I have an Alzheimer's gene in my body. I know that because it runs on my father's family and I know that sleep is connected to our brain health. And although of course, getting enough sleep makes you feel better and do and be more active and make all the right decisions. My biggest motivation to sleep better is I do not want to be that as my fate is getting Alzheimer's. So maybe we you know, maybe you have something that motivates you like that. And um, or maybe maybe it's something different. But sleep for me is is one of my biggest goals is to keep getting good sleep because of that. One of the things saying. we
1: always talk about when we talk about sleep is that we're the only species that actually compromises it. We right. barter it away for other seemingly pleasurable things, <laughs> and I say seemingly pleasurable because you know zoning out um, in the TV or being on a on a device of some kind uh, for a longer period of time it really any kind of screen time just really messes up with our natural uh, melatonin, our, our hormonal sleep kicking on. And so our body loves consistency. It just loves oh, yeah. routine. And um, whatever you can do to create some routine and make your sleep a bit more sacred, we encourage you to play around with it.
0: When you think of it that way, I, I love I love when we heard that for the first time, which wherever we heard that, about how humans are the only species on earth that negotiates sleep. It When you think about that, it seems so silly that we do that. Like no other animal, it doesn't even occur to them to do that. It's such a necessity. You know, you sleep when you're tired. You sleep when it gets dark out. You wake up when it's light out, when you're refreshed, and that's the end of it. <laughs> you know, that's it. <laughs> and well, I don't know part- where... You- you know where in where in human history we started this negotiation, but it definitely has not done us well. Yep. So get some Z's. <laughs> get some Z's. We have a couple podcasts on sleep where we go into some details about the necessity of good sleep and how it's not just laying your head down. It's it's a matter of getting enough deep sleep, getting enough REM sleep. You know, it's there's a lot of factors into what is good about sleep. So take take a listen to some of the other podcasts that we have.
1: And the other thing is your day starts the night before. Yeah. It really, you know, the way you wake up in the morning starts, starts with how you slept the night before. So, okay. Absolutely. So let's jump into foundation number three is all about movement. And yes. We're just, we're created to move. Right. And again, with our society, we're, we're sitting a lot. We're commuting a lot. We're in chairs and cubby holes and, uh, at board meetings and soccer games and we do a lot of sitting.
0: Yeah. Well, a lot more than I think than our body is designed to do. Um, and our physiology is made to be at its best state needs movement for it to do all the processes it needs to do. You know, a lot of a lot of the detox processes in our body rely on us moving, um, you know, to get rid of the lactic acid that builds up, to to get our blood flowing and moving, you know, cells and things like that. If, if we don't move, a lot of these processes don't work well or at all. And so we need, we need movement. Um, it's not just a matter of it making us really strong and, and resilient and everything else. It's at the base, we need movement. So absolutely. So, you know, and this is the thing we pro- you probably heard us say before is that I, I don't like the word exercise. When do Wendy thinks the word is fine, but for me, the (laughs) word exercise connotes something I don't want to do. You know, It's something that I have to do that I don't want to do, and that's just my story. So I don't call it exercise. I I like to call it movement, but um, whatever you call it, it's moving your body and finding what's so enjoyable to you to move. You have to find something that's enjoyable, not just doing it because you have to do it.
1: Well, and on the heels of that, I'm going to talk about my humanness again because <laughs> I have, for many reasons, somehow my workout has been moved to the late afternoon, and I am just not <laughs> that motivated in the afternoon, and it's very difficult for me to uh, do a workout in the afternoon, but, but lately that's been happening for me, and I know 100% of the time after I move my body, I feel so much better. The endorphins mm. really do matter. So it, the cascade of hormones that actually get generated when we move our body, it is happiness. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, if you're looking to get out of a funk, out of um, any degree of depression or sadness or uh, lack of hope, moving your body really does create a hormone cascade that, Absolutely. that can feed you on uh, uh, just a, a really good level.
0: You know maybe you're a
1: solo person you you like to be by yourself go for walks or runs or a bike ride or a swim or you love to connect with people and you need a buddy system so find out what what feeds you and then and then go play around and it might be different in winter different
0: in summer and it might be something you can do in your house or it might be something that you do outside depending on what your preference is but whatever it is find it. <laughs> Keep trying until you find something you like. That's right. And again, and we also have podcasts on movement. So take a right. listen to those.
1: <laughs> and a body in motion stays in motion more easily as well. It's just that's that's the, the law once you start. Momentum. Momentum really, yeah, it really does matter. So, so get, get the moving. sneakers out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our next foundation of health is Mindset. And this all resolves around our stimulus and response and that space in between and how we make our choices and how we respond to stress and whatever else is going on in our life. And we're, we're going to have stress. We're in a very stressful time right now in our in, in the world. And how are we responding? And the, the the more we train ourselves to sit with something, be it uh, through breath work, Tai Chi, um, Qigong, meditation, yoga, prayer, you know, any kind of practice that you can harness to help you in that pause so that you can be that much more discerning with the choice that's for yourself and for others. And that's the pause in our own mind too.
0: And, and this is a time I want to pause in our foundations just to make the note that these, all these foundations are so interconnected because, and we we get, I get that here when we talk about mindset, because the stress we feel may be from outside factors, but it has so much to do with if we're eating well, if we're sleeping well, if we're moving well, you know, if those things are not where they need to be, your stress is going to be that much higher. You know, you're, it's going to be harder to do those practices, and yeah. you might not be able to sit down for a period of time to meditate because your your monkey brain is going crazy because you have not eaten food that fuels you, or you haven't moved your body recently, um, or you haven't got a good night's sleep, um, or you haven't been connecting with people. So, there, you know, these do not stand alone at all. Um, They so are so. They have little tentacles that move into each one of them, and they, they they cannot just be by themselves. But each one, of course, there's a practice for each one, and there's a practice for all of them together. So keep that in mind too. That it's not just isolating these foundations by themselves. It's such
1: a an important reminder, and our the the media, you know, the health media. Is really good at isolating these things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
0: yeah, know, do saying, this in 10 days. Breathe, yeah, breathe right. for 10 days and you'll be, you know, you'll, you'll be the best you can be.
1: Right, right, right. And, and with those kinds of promises, it's no wonder that we give up on ourselves so easily. Right. And um, I'm always, we're always asking clients, you know, if you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, How long have you had in your life to get to the habit where you are now? And you want it, (laughs) you want your entire body and your feelings and your stress level to change in a, you know, in a matter of a couple of months. And we just want to infuse your health journey with some compassion and some curiosity and some playing around with these things so that the dogma doesn't weigh you down because we can feel less than and we, we can have shame around these ideas if we don't feel like we're doing everything quote unquote right. That's right. And so we, we really encourage a gentleness and, you know, and grit at the same time, you know, where's that balance between those two when it comes to our choices we're making about taking care of
0: ourselves. Right. We want you to replace that shame, that feeling of shame with curiosity. And that, that will, that will shift your mindset as well as it's, it's instead of, saying, oh, I was so bad, or I didn't do this. Well, I'm such a jerk, you know, berating yourself and saying, why, why didn't I work out yesterday? What was going on in my, you know, what was going on? And being curious about it. And just like you would treat a child, hopefully. You know, if they did something that didn't serve them, and you would, you would question them about it and be curious about it um, instead of berating them for it. And it's a different approach that will help you move forward instead of holding you back. Science says, too, that when we have this compassionate
1: outlook and this curiosity and questioning instead of beratement, our success nearly doubles.
0: Mm. And
1: so um, try that on. It's maybe a a new idea for you.
0: For sure. So let's move to our last foundation, our most recent foundation, although now it's not even recent anymore. For right. a while, <laughs> and that's about connection, which is probably the most challenging foundation right now in a lot of ways, um, because a lot of people are not getting the same kind of connection that they were before COVID, you know, re- it reared its ugly head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and at the same time, some people are getting more connection, you know, with family or, you know, in in different ways. So, however, this is landing with you. Um, it, it's kind of an interesting story, but we are, we are social beings and we need connection, whether it means close, intimate connection with one other person is enough for you, or if you are the type of person that needs a lot of different connections with a lot of different people. Um, find, again, find your formula. Know what is, what is right for you. Um, that's what's important.
1: There was a statistic too a long time ago that you and I read about the impact of not having quality connections and valuable connections. This is in another one of our podcasts, but the statistics of it, you know, being harmful to our health as much as, you know, smoking a pack of cigarettes a day or more or more. Right. And and when we think of our, our human connections with each other and a pack of cigarettes. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a, a really sobering, sobering thought.
0: Yeah, it is. And we've also talked in this, again, like you just said, in, in our other podcasts, we have this information and more um, that there. there's a, a book called Blue Zones by Dan Buettner where he found in his study, which he didn't, I think, I don't think he expected it. But he found that these blue zones in the world where there's the, the longevity, where people are living the longest lives, that the common factor in their, longest, their longevity is the connections that they have with family, community, um, friends. And that was a, a huge eye-opener. You know? So for us to be able to live long, healthy lives, that is one thing we cannot ignore is our connections.
1: And I'm going to throw a ringer in there with this one is, it's not just adding quality connections. It might be letting some go that aren't serving you. Yeah. And that might be defined as social media and the connections with the earth, with mother nature. I I think that's another uh, place that really can feed us as well, but it does not take, it does not
0: replace human connection. No, no. I, I watched the show, that's on the history channel called alone. And I don't know if anybody else is watching that it's on right now, but it's about, it's a, a, you know, it's a reality show where they dump 10 people out somewhere in really cold, cold climate separately. And they have to survive for a set period of time um, and build their own shelter and hunt their own food and blah, 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 for as long as they can. Um, This season, they have to do it for a hundred days in order to win a million dollars. And one of the contestants, um, is this woman, which had a little breakdown. And they're filming themselves. There's nobody else around. They have cameras to film themselves, and that's what makes the show. She, she grabbed, a, you know, the paw of a little bunny that she had trapped, you know, and it was it was dead. And she was holding it up to her face and saying, "That is, that is, I need something. I need touch. I need, I need humans." And she broke down and cried about her, her. Feeling of aloneness and how, how it was really breaking her down because she needed to hug someone. She needed to touch somebody. She needed to talk to someone. And she said, it's just not, it's not working to, to talk to the camera, to herself. And it was an interesting breakdown because she realized for the, she realized how important connections were. And this is 40 days in of being alone. Interesting. Um, The way she broke down was it, the way it affected me when I was watching her, it was, it I, I got such a, a range of emotions of, oh, my gosh, like, I would never want to be on that show. <laughs> <laughs> well, Regardless you, of the cold and the hunting really, animals and everything else, that alone, just the lack of connection would just be devastating.
1: So. Well, and you just sharing that story, I welled up with a deep appreciation for, for my own connections that I have, you know, right now and through this. And, and it takes... Like all of these foundations, it does take some attention right It takes mm-hmm. um work and focus to uh, nurture connections
0: with people yeah yeah, and so with clients, what we do is for each session, we go through these foundations and see where people are with each with each one sometimes we we even have an assessment that you can even rate you know one to five where you are at that moment with each one of these foundations and so then you know what area to concentrate on a little bit more that week or those two weeks that we're not together. And so that idea we, you can do on your own is just check in on those things and give yourself a little rating and see how can I up my game on movement or how can I up my game on sleep? You know, maybe, maybe I can increase or reduce my connections this week to make, make it a higher rating in my, in my mind. Um, it's a really good tool to do that, to keep checking in. Absolutely. So, so we welcome you to share
1: this podcast with your friends, rate us um, wherever you listen to this podcast and give some feedback. Let yeah. us know what resonated and what you might want to work on and let us know what you want to hear about. What are, what is a hot topic that maybe you want to learn about? We'd love That's to talk right. about
0: Yeah. And, and of course, most of all, share it with a friend. We'd, we'd love to have more listeners and this is the best thing about our podcast is that they're free you know so you get us for free if you listen to our podcast and get more people listening hopefully we'll help make the world a healthier place which is one of our missions and that's that with june didn't even bark once yeah right (laughs) good
1: thanks for listening keep the conversation going at nourishcoaches.com and stay tuned for more nourish noshes as we continue our quest to make the world a healthier place